Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode 24 and part two of the Costa Rica Roundtable with Adam from Wiccan's Wicked Reptiles, Dion from Reptiliatus, and Mike from Alpha Reptile and the Jungle Vault. Last week, we heard all the stories from the first leg of the trip. This week, we're going to continue with the second half of the trip on the Pacific side. But first, a special thanks to the show's sponsor, Exoterra, for making this episode possible. Exoterra makes quality products for our pet reptiles to make them feel at home. Unfortunately, Dion did have to leave us at this point due to unforeseen circumstances, but don't worry, he will be joining us again later to tell us a super interesting story from the final few days of the trip. Without further ado, let's jump right back into part two of the Costa Rica Roundtable. So, so let's let's go. Let's let's take the let's continue the trip and go to the South Pacific. Then, um, that was another long drive, right? Like maybe the longest yeah. one. I yeah, guess it was. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, it was like four or five. When between that, but that was the day that we got to see the crocodile bridge, right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. But we didn't spend yeah. that much time. I there. would like wasn't to hear like about the crocodile half an hour ish. Yeah, yeah, maybe like, it, maybe in my head it went by faster than it was, but because remember we well, also no, had the the pineapple juice too, so yeah, and then we had yeah. the the people lunch, people lunch, the soda yeah. lunch. <laughs> yeah, that that, well, that was, was that was it was cool to see, right? But like that was the most touristy thing that we did, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you show up and this bridge is like I had never heard of it, but it's world famous, I guess. Like everyone knows what it is, and everyone who goes to Costa Rica, you're not allowed to fly out of there until you show them that you've actually been to the bridge. I'm pretty sure. So. No, I'm just joking. No, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like you, you show up and there's a bunch of like uh, crocodiles there, right? So, which is cool because like now every time I talk about crocodiles, I have B-roll for it. And then Nadim, who is a wild man, by the way, is like, oh, let's just fly a drone seven <laughs> feet away from him and see how it goes. And yeah. like, yeah, it was cool though. It was like very touristy trappy and there was like mm-hmm. a ton of people there. But um, yeah, I don't know. It was like one of the highlights for me anyway. Like yeah, essentially a bridge you crossed and crocodiles everywhere? And, and yeah, yeah, like below. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's okay. just people selling like necklaces with crocodile mm. teeth, and like a man being like, "Oh, if you want a better photo, I can make them come closer." I'm like, how? Yeah. Like, please don't. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Ten bucks, and I'll show you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, 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 or uh, I think the same guy or someone else was selling. Was it like little Pete? Like these weird little like wafers? It was. Remember, it was like. It wasn't yeah. chips, it wasn't bread, and it wasn't meat. I mean, I would have almost guessed it was like, what do you call that Plantain when it's like almost? No, it's like, what do you call those little like puffs of like pork when you? It's like oh, the, the body that, of Christ is what it was. Skin. That's uh, that's what I would have guessed it was something like that, and you could buy it and then like toss it over the bridge to feed the crocodiles. Oh, yeah. okay, 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 yeah, yeah, uh, okay. So like, that, that's not that bridge is going. legit. <laughs> like people have died there. And then I think oh, recent, yeah? like shortly before we we got oh, really? there, somebody did. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely people have died there. Mm. Um, so Mike, you had heard of it before you went there, then? It yeah, it's it like you look up Costa Rica and it's one of the first things that comes up, like okay. this crocodile bridge. I'm not trying to <laughs> diminish Adam not knowing about it, but no, I I, I also had no common. idea about its existence. Yeah, yeah. That, that's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, there's like you stand on top of a bridge and it's maybe what. 20 feet 30 feet at, at most to the to the water but it's a long stretch like i mean it's maybe a half long kilometer enough <laughs> something like that yeah yeah probably yeah. i would say maybe even almost like 800 meters like it, it's pretty yeah. long yeah. it's like uh yeah it's probably like two it's several football fields for sure oh yeah 
Yeah, yeah, it's mm-hmm. a it's a large river that you're crossing. Don't think of just a little stream where you could walk across it really easily. This is a a large body of water, and then the crocodiles just congregate on like the the essentially sand washes and stuff that that appear with the currents. Mm-hmm. And, that is right. I, I completely understand why it's something that you like can't leave Costa Rica without seeing. Like that, just from like imagining it right now, that sounds like. Very, very cool. Well, especially because, like, if you have a decent lens, like, you can it, you can make it look like you're standing right next to them, right? And yeah. if you have a drone, like, Costa Rica, like, don't really have any drone laws, I guess, or they didn't care if we were there. So, and uh, Nadine was just flying them over. It was really, really cool. Um, and it was, they were huge, too. Like, I was kind of shocked how big these animals were, to be honest. Yeah. That, yeah, that what was the sense. large was it mike tyson was the big one that's what he was calling it yeah tyson yeah definitely. they have names for them too huh yeah yeah, yeah the it's local funny. guys there who are i guess not condoning it but feeding them and, and keeping them there um were were <laughs> had like oh that's big mike you know that's mike tyson <laughs> that kind of deal yeah, i'm big them. mike how dare yeah. you yeah, I'm yeah. Like, come on man let's compete yeah, but. bring him. You said you could bring him closer. Bring him closer. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like let's see what bigger Mike like is. Fifteen feet. Like that was a yeah, large croc. He he was was it wasn't just. It wasn't. It wasn't shrimp, Mike. It was. It was big, Mike. Yeah, it was a big animal. Yeah. Awesome. That makes sense. Okay, and so that was on the way to the South Pacific. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Let's jump right into the South Pacific. So first of all, highlight species in Pacific. There's two of you now, so maybe you can go for more than one each. <laughs> go ahead, Mike. We're going to have the same one. So you can go I, I know. I don't think we will. I think we'll have a different one. I, I'm, I'll I'm. guess yours. I'm guessing yours is the eyelash. Yeah. I'm going to guess yours, yeah. Mike. Was it the false coral? Nope. That was in the that was in the Caribbean. Caribbean. Yeah. I keep getting wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, mine was uh, Uf- Ufaga granulifera. That was, that okay. Was really oh yeah, that right. was yeah, that was really cool to see too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Where did you guys see? I I want to get into dart frogs at some point, but where did you guys see the Phyllobates lugubris? That one. <laughs> um. Was that uh, also Caribbean side? That was no, that was Caribbean too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like the segment that I did on it, like it was, that's the very first thing in my very first video, the very first thing I talked about. You're right. That, yeah. So the wood pile right behind me is where we found the night lizard. Yep. So that was all kind of one same area right outside the camp, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I feel like I just have all the videos jumbled up in my head now. I can't remember where any of the animals' actual locations actually were. I Man, thought I had I it down pretty went good. went and I can barely keep it straight. I can't imagine just watching it and being yeah. like, yeah, I know it, what happened. Yeah. I, I know where, where everything is now. I could go down to Costa Rica and find them now. Um, <laughs> uh, so, okay, so so sorry. I, I interrupted you guys. Go ahead. So uh, I, I, I completely missed it. So, Mike, what was yours? Oh, sorry. Uh, the, like, uh, the granulifera. Yeah. Um, granulated dart frog, poison frog, I guess. Um, they are very, very similar to the Ufaga Pomilio. Um, very like same genus. They're egg eaters. Um, they're fairly rare. I don't even know if they are in Canada. Um, I, I certainly have never seen them if they are. Yeah, probably not exactly. Uh, and then other favorite species, man, I don't know. There's, I mean, obviously the helmeted iguana was pretty cool. Um, that would be mine. There, there's the lep- leptodira, the like 
basically false cat snake. Um, those live there as well. And those I've seen some insane bite reports from those. Like there, I'm on a couple different yeah. Facebook groups that, that have like bite reports and, and over time compiled different bites and things. And like people get messed up by those, <laughs> like lose fingers, that kind of they thing. They are venomous then. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, yeah. The rear fang though. So I don't okay. know how bad it would be if it just kind of tagged you, but not something that I would be looking forward to. And obviously not something like the eyelash or one of those two. Two bananas if you do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's tempting. That's tempting. Uh, two bananas awesome, and a free yeah. hospital trip. I'll do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> awesome. Um, Adam, what about you? The eyelash viper for sure. Like it changed my mind about venomous snakes. Like it was interesting because it was very calm and deliberate in its movement. And like, I don't, I haven't spent a lot of time around venomous snakes myself. So it was a new thing for me, but just the color of it and the way that it moved and just the way it looked like it was maybe the most majestic creature I've ever stood in front of. Um, so that was a big yeah. thing. And like, it's to the point now where I used to say, I will never ever keep pots, but I don't know, like I can kind of see myself having an outbuilding with some animals like that. So um, especially on the States, it's much easier than here. Exactly. So like in, especially in Texas, like you can build a building for, you know, next to nothing and you know, like you don't really need to heat it. So yeah, I think that'd be a, something I would consider doing, but it was very interesting the way that it looked around. Like, I don't know, it was, it's difficult to describe. Um, yeah, like the way that I was in the video, I wasn't really putting it on. Like I was actually like in awe of this thing. You were, yeah, insane. actually like a mate. And you are, I, actually like you can kind of tell, like you can tell even through the camera, not just with the with the viper. Like when you guys were amazed by a species, it really did come through the video, you know. Mm. Um, and then uh, that's actually a, a, a good point. Like were you guys at all worried about being this close to, I mean, I know there are venomous animals and species everywhere in, um, in Costa Rica, but was it worrying being like, right up close, like face to face with something that dangerous. I, I think like Adam said, and kind of building off his point there again, also a Canadian, not having much experience with venomous, you kind of go in thinking that these things are out to kill you. Like you walk in yeah. front of it, you're getting bit no matter what, like if you're yeah. in striking range, they're biting. So, and maybe not quite that dramatic, but I know being there and, and seeing it in person, like you're, it's a snake. It really truly is just trying to get up to a place to hide and, and hang out or leave. It's not really, I don't think once neither of the snakes were in a defensive posture at all. Like they were just yeah. kind of cruising around minding their own business essentially. And, and so I, I know myself, I was never worried about, taking a bite or anything like that from those i mean obviously if there's a fertilance curled up in a tree bark or whatever that i didn't see that's more of a worry to me than the very clear pit viper sitting on a tree branch no that, that doesn't make sense i i listen i i'm again canadian also no, no experience <laughs> with hots or venomous species but i listen to a lot of the herpeticulture network and uh, venom exchange radio so i've always had sort of an interest in them but again like i can't imagine what my reaction um to being in front of one would be but i think adam uh in, in your, one of your videos uh when you talked about the freelance kind of just going right by you i think i believe that was mm -hmm. that was your video uh it, yeah, it, it like really was a like good point yeah it's, it's it's good point it's it's they're not they're, they're not chasing you you know like i guess um 
and now yeah, you guys like, have the proof to say or the proof to show yeah because i hear it all the time and it's like you hear like oh well you're canadian what do you know it's like okay well how about this you sit next time put turn your camera on next time a copperhead chases you turn your camera on and don't move if it bites you i'll pay for your hospital visit and then you can move here and have my house like i am confident <laughs> it's not like it's not chasing you it is trying to get away from you but sometimes that snake needs to get past you to get away from you and yeah. if you run in that direction it's going to keep going that direction too so it might look to you like it's chasing you but it wants nothing to do with you it wants to get away from you and that fertilance same sort of idea like there's a bunch of us around like it has to go somewhere so it might look to an untrained eye like it's going towards someone it's trying to get past you so just stand still and you're good like as long as you're not threatening it as long as you're not making an effort to try to catch it or whatever you're standing there that's just going to go right by you yeah yep yeah that makes sense uh i'm still like i'm just kind of imagining the vibe from my head uh, my mind's blown even now just sitting here it's it's crazy these animals truly are really beautiful um okay so since now we're finally in the in the in the pacific um do, is, does either of you want to take the dion story um and maybe like tell us how that went down i i well no tell us the story and then i'll ask my questions <laughs> I'll, I'll i'll let adam take it away i know he'll take this down the best route possible <laughs> yeah. um so we took uh, three and a half steps into the jungle and then Zion's uh, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> for real, like it, like Mike, how it was like five minutes, 10 minutes. Like we were, if that I, it was, yeah. So here the, I'll, I'll kind of like lay it out for you. Audio listeners go watch it on the video, but essentially like we parked the trucks along a, along a road. There was a little dip, like a gully ditch, I suppose down the jungle. And then maybe, without exaggerating like 30 steps was the river and halfway through that down was oh something's in my ear and and mm -hmm. go ahead adam <laughs> and i because I, I assume like it's going to be no big deal like how often have you how many times have you been in the, in the woods a million times right and you've never had anything like that happen and then it became like very apparent very quickly like oh no like this thing whatever is in his head is inside of his head and it was almost seemed like it was messing with his balance a little bit too and wow. like I, I can't remember if he actually said that but it just seemed that way he did and yeah. yeah like the way that he was acting was like in fear almost and like, like I think he handled it very yeah like a panic and like I can only imagine because I've seen like uh untold stories of the ER where they take bugs into people's ears and those people do not handle it as well as Dion did I cannot believe <laughs> how composed he was and like I don't know what I would rather do and like a bullet ant or that. Cause to me, like the bullet ant sucks, but it's over and it's like, okay, it's done, let's move yeah. on. But with that, that's scary. Cause he literally had to go back to someone's house to try to get it out. Cause we're pouring water in his ear and see if we can flush it out and make a suction cup. Like, you know, like with his ear, like a hand in his ear and you see me pouring water in and, and uh, trying to, uh, yeah. Roberto, yeah. Like they're looking in with a flashlight and you can't see it and getting a stick in there. And then they go to someone's house and they can't get it out. So they ended up, going to the hospital or a clinic I, I none of us went it was just a clinic as far as i yeah as far as i know yeah welcome back <laughs> thank you all right so back, buddy yes it's, it's great to have you back i'm super excited um i especially super excited to hear the story you're about to tell us because we briefly touched it like we briefly went over it um but i need to hear it in more details because that's it's it's a it's quite mind-blowing to be honest um so we already heard that you got a bug in your ear while you were there and i believe this was the last night you were there correct um it was the 
second last night, I believe. Second last. The last night, night okay. we were in the South Pacific of Costa Rica, but it, yeah, it was the second last night because we did still have one night uh, near San Jose before our departure. Uh, but this was yeah our last night in the South Pacific. Okay, awesome. Um, so okay, so do you want to run us through what happened? Um, what was the initial reaction? Uh, by the way, the guy said you took it like a champ. I probably wouldn't have done the same. <laughs> um, but yeah, what, yeah. What, like, how were you feeling? What what exactly happened? How did you first notice it? Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, maybe. So I mean, yeah. I won't go too far back, but I really want to kind of build the picture because this was our our last night in the South Pacific, as I said, and. This was the night that we were going to be looking for the black-headed bushmaster because this is the, the the range in which this animal occurs. And so arguably in the South Pacific, that was the night that I was most excited for. We had a decent drive into sort of, sort of a rural community, dare I say. Um, and we first stopped in a little town to have dinner where we met with some of the local guides that as we discussed in our last portion of the podcast, or I guess before I had to excuse myself. Um, these were some of the individuals that are, are sort of um, hired and I think um, given the opportunity to view the animals through a different lens to see the potential of education and not poaching or killing that sort of thing, right? So um, these are like some of the people we're meeting with that know where to find these animals. So we went into town, we hit up a soda, ate some delicious food, Met with Back the, to the sodas. Uh, some, yeah, met with some of the local guides. We even met their family. And it was interesting. One of the first things we did was uh, we when we stopped at their house a week or two prior, uh, unfortunately, there was a female black-headed Bushmaster that had been hit by a car that someone found. And so they actually had sort of preserved it in, um, I think it was ethanol alcohol. But anyhow, it was like in a big thing. So Technically, we got to see one, but not the way we wanted to. It was, it was a beautiful animal, very cool to see, but it was unfortunately, it was deceased, of course. Um, and then from there, we had a pretty rugged drive um, into into the forest. Like it was, I don't know, like if, if you think of like driving on some back county road, but it's just like jungle and forest around you and just like potholes everywhere. Like we even had to drive through a shallow river at one point, which was pretty wow. interesting. And what was cool is um, we saw an ocelot, which is amazing. Oh, to be cool. honest, if Christian hadn't have pointed out that that's what the animal was, I'm thankful I was even looking through the, like through the front the of right the car. To, yeah, in the right direction because it was two bounds across the street, like one into the middle of the, the whole street. And then the second bound, it was in the bush. Yeah, so they're super fast. honestly, if someone told me it was a big rabbit, I might've believed them. It was <laughs> so fast, but then you're processing it. Like, well, no, that animal had this pattern on it and it had a longer tail. And, Long tail, and yeah. Christina was like, guys, you're so lucky. We just saw an ocelot. I was like, no way. That was a wild ocelot. Like he said it was probably juvenile, but it was very cool. I don't know if the other guys mentioned that, but it was a really... No, I mentioned that is very cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was incredible. So at least I saw that. Yeah. Um, and so I'm just trying to emphasize that yeah, it was a long drive in. We finally get to the location and right away, it's very humid, very hot. And that was one of the characteristics that I found uh, to be... Yeah, like the like the Caribbean side was like that too, but I think the humidity factor was certainly stronger in 
the South Pacific, in my opinion. But what was his peak? River. Well, I guess the ocean too is right oh, there. Okay. If, in fact, some of the areas we were driving are kind of going up like cliffs and, and then around into the park again. It's in that peninsula, right? And you could just see like the Pacific Ocean to your left as we were driving in. Cool. So, um, but when we had finally got in, one of the big characteristics I noticed right away was the bugs. There were a lot of mosquitoes compared to anywhere else. I think one of the things I noticed about everywhere else is like, wow, the bugs aren't bad. And I'm sure that's a seasonal factor, but the South Pacific probably stays consistently wet. And I'm sure that's a major contributing factor. That Pacific air coming in the salty, like, just I don't know, maybe. For sure. And so we arrived, everybody was amped up, excited. And I'm very grateful that I was recording, but basically we, we, just kind of carved our way in this spot and truly there was like from what i could tell not really a trail like you could see that people had come through there but I'll, i'm gonna show it or depict it properly in, in the last installment of my series is coming and uh, it's <laughs> thanks man it was so muddy like like your boots are getting sucked in dragging them out of the mud and yeah. the mosquitoes are everywhere and it was very intense and so I'm recording Nadine behind me to show him like with the, with the Rove, Rovin, the DJ, DJI like gimbal. And he's just like a trooper, man. Like that's a heavy thing with the big DSLR camera. And um, I turn around and I'm, and we're coming up into this river and I'm so thankful because my boots are heavy with mud caked around them. Like it's a lot of mud. It weighs you down because it was pretty deep and so right away like my goal is to just find the most like strong currents to just have it flow off my boots and i have my headlamp on and i turn this way and like back the other way and there's insects everywhere right and something i just see in the corner of my eye this bug comes from my headlamp because they're attracted to the light hits the side of my head and i kind of swat at it and then i feel it crawl into my ear and then I go to like get it and it's like goes in, in, into my ear. Like pat, like I can feel it push by the hairs that would help contribute to like that hydrophobic aspect it, of like, going yeah. Like, and it, it, I don't know how to explain it, man. It feels like, like a, I don't know what it, it's like. It's like a, like, it's not a buzz. It feels like, like there's this, first of all, it's like this friction. Like it feels like, like if you had a mic and you were rubbing the top of the mic, it feels like <laughs> that when it's going through those hairs, nothing like a wow. bug. And on the other side, it's buzzing and moving around and I'm freaking out. Like I'm keeping my calm. I'm like, I'm recording by the way. So I, I just go, ah, like I'm like, ah, I'm like freaking out. And I'm like, guys, there's a bug in my ear. And at first I'm like, oh my God. And I'm thinking, okay, well, can it go back out? But I might be bad with human anatomy, but as far as I know, those hairs maybe point inwards. Yeah, I, oh, I, don't, I don't know, know either, but that, that sounds, yeah. So if, maybe not, but I, I don't think that it could come out if it wanted to, is what I was concerned about. Maybe they're yeah. not pointing inward, but for whatever reason, it like, it pushed its way in. I could feel that. So I don't think it was coming out the other way. And so I, it's just moving around and they're freaking out. I did, to be honest, feel a little bad for the thing, but that's just me, <laughs> uh, being me. Anyone else would probably be like, no, hell no, get out of there. Get, right? to get like, it out of there. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I wanted it out too, but, um, and yeah, like, and everybody's, you know, amped up to get going. We just got into the forest, you know, like we probably are like 20 meters, not even in. 
um, from the car and in the jungle. And I'm like, guys, like there is a bug in my ear. And like, okay, like, you know, like just maybe splash some water. No, no, no. Like it's, it's far in, like it's dancing around, like slapping my eardrum or something. I can hear it in my head. And, and I would pause and it wasn't a buzz. It was like, I don't know how to explain it. It was like this, like, like it'd be like that. Like it was almost like a strong wind against a mic. It'd just be this like, and then it would pause and stop. I'm like, oh my goodness. Like it was so loud in the one ear. And then I started trying anything because it was like this itch. It was crawling. And, I, and you know, it's not like a, it's not a fungus net. Like I could see the thing. I remember the color green. And I was like, holy, like, what is that? And Did you end up finding out what it was? Oh, let's get there, my friend. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And, and so like, I, I start like, like a camel or something. I'm moving my jaw cybers or cow or anything like that. Like trying to like, you know, stimulate it to move, hoping that like, I can either just, it will somehow come out or I hate to say like kill the thing because what I realized and without exaggeration is my buoyancy was kind of off. So it was affecting me enough that I had like my balance was kind of weird. I, I remember taking a step forward or two and I'm like, okay, like there's no way I'm missing this hike. I told Christian, I was like, we're good. Like, man, don't worry about it. Like I'll, I'll, I'll push through it. I'm and, and Adam right away is like, dude, 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 like, let's get some water in there. He sacrificed like half his fresh water that he could drink. At first I was just splashing water on my ear, but it's not going in. Right. So he's like, tilt your head sideways. And we're going to just drip water into your ear, like nonstop to drown the thing, or maybe hope it'll come out. Flush so it I out, just yeah. like over the river, like at, at a certain point there was, it crossed my mind to think like, should I be taking this water and putting it into my ear from the river? It's like a interesting area. I mean, at least it's moving water, but like, yeah, you got to consider things. I didn't want to get man. I was like, there. this thing needs to come out. <laughs> so I tried that a few times in work. Then, yeah, I did that. Adam was dripping his um, water bottle, clean water into my ear. And I remember like I was doing the jaw movement and it was coming through my sinuses. Like I could feel the water was water. going through at a certain wow. point because, or something like somehow it was for sure. Like, cause it was like, I could feel the water going like into the back of my throat from my ear somehow and like into my nose and stuff. It was, it was weird, but I was happy because it meant like, hopefully this thing was like either going to like at least come out of your mouth, (laughs) die or like something and stop moving. And then I remember I I stood up again and paused and I'm not going to lie. Like I was, I was really trying to keep calm because I think I was like, like a hair away from just having a full blown, not panic attack, but like, you know, there's like a thing crawling in your ear. I would have too a far down for you to pick out. <laughs> and then Norberto comes and they're looking in with a flashlight into my ear and they're like, and they wanted to go in with a stick. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, we're not going <laughs> to screw up my hearing, like push a stick down. And they did kind of like prod around with a very fine stick. And I was like, all right, guys, like, I don't want to risk any permanent ear or hearing damage. Like, and I was like, I'll be good. Let's go. And Christian's like, nah, man, like. <laughs> I'm not taking a chance at this because he watched me take like three steps forward and he did see like, admittedly, I was slightly off balance. Like, I remember I kind of like went like this and I was like, I'm good, I'm good. And Chris was like, Christian's like, no, 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 no. So Christian and I left. He's like, I'm taking you to a a hospital. I was like, no. Like, I was so bummed, right? 
but I also understood, like, from his perspective, I really appreciate his concern for his clients. Like, yeah, you're under him, his obviously. responsibility for sure. Yeah, and I mean, he's also a herper. He didn't want to miss out on that opportunity either. But obviously, I mean, obvious or not, like, he, he yeah, he prioritized my health right away. I didn't even prioritize my health. And he's yeah. like, no, we're going. So it sucked, man, because, like, that whole drive was so rugged and everything. And, like, we went so far in, then we had to go all the way back out to that same village or not village, I should say, like small town that we stopped in to eat before um, heading into the park. So we go all the way back out. We go to that family's place. And one of them, I think, might have been a nurse. I could be wrong, but she really seemed to know what she was doing. And she wanted to look in there. And she's like, I think I can see something, but it's too far down. You have to go to the health clinic. So I was right away. I was like preparing my health insurance or travel insurance if I was going to need it, all that fine stuff that i carry with me everywhere uh on the trip in case of like you know whatever snake bite anything um my backpack and we we got to this clinic that was open late it was kind of like set up in a large home and um yeah so they saw me right away there was like no one there and they look in the nurse looks in and forgive me i don't know maybe she was a doctor she never i was never told but the the health staff she she um saw me she looked into the ear and she's like ah see like there's something there she saw and, immediately. And, yeah and and i should clarify that at this point like i could feel the foreign body but nothing was moving anymore so adam he he drowned the he thing thank yeah. god and forgive me like you know I, I have some sympathy for the insect but it was just it was done like no it's your, yeah. it's your it's you it's yeah. you versus it at that point yeah yeah, yeah. so um yeah so she goes in, um, it's like, no, it's too far down. So she prepares a syringe, a large syringe full of saline and wants to do like a flush the way you clear earwax buildups out of ears. So she goes and I'm like, I'm just like, get this thing, I got this thing, I got, you know, like just let's just do it, get her done. And just shoots um, the saline and has like a milk jug that I'm holding under my ear to collect the water that flows out. So she does it once and it's a weird sensation. Like it kind of not burns, but it feels like it's not bad but it's like it's very strange feeling and then she looks in and it's all good <laughs> sorry man okay so so then she looks into the container and there's nothing there i'm like come on like but she sees okay i think it moved forward a bit she loads another thing of saline shoots into the ear and then she's like okay now i can reach it so at this point christian is recording with my phone and she goes in with tweezers and pulls this thing out. Dude, it was like, I don't want to exaggerate, but it was like half an inch to three quarters of an inch long. Like, well, okay, half an inch maybe. Wow. And it was so wet that you couldn't quite make out what it was with this little green insect. If I had to guess, my money's on a lace wig, something like that. Like green body with long lacy wings. I'm like, lace that thing wig? crawled into my ear. Yeah, a lace wig. It's like a small predatory insect that eats like aphids and stuff poor thing was just wrong place wrong time <laughs> definitely wrong place and yeah. uh something like that i think like it's again like when you see the video it's hard to really know for sure but you think um, it was something like this i think it was a lace wig that's what i'm thinking or maybe some type of like um hymiptera like true bug maybe like a leaf hopper or something like that i don't know but I think, yeah, I, I think it was a lace wig, like the eyes, everything kind of looked like that. But yeah, 
we'll see in the video and people i mean regardless i wouldn't want it in my in my ear <laughs> no right it doesn't matter what it is you don't want what it was alive yeah on your yeah so as soon as that was out like there was kind of like a ghost bug there for a bit like it still kind of felt off but like for sure it felt better and yeah that was it and um, was your balance restored immediately like could you immediately feel like you were less like shaky, i think or the, did that go out the too? balance factor was most um observable when it was alive because when it was buzzing mm -hmm. and stuff that i'm sure part of it was like the reaction that i'm like i'm freaking out inside a little bit but i did without myself even realizing yeah like i'd step and i could feel like a little bit tilted weird um i don't think it affected me as much when it was deceased yeah. but it i mean leaving it there is no good either right like something sure. would like rot in my ear so who knows could have had it an infection or something and then i was prescribed some uh eardrops i'm not even sure what they were for maybe to prevent infection or because it was moving around there maybe it could have scratched or whatever yeah, so i had to take out. like yeah yeah like little eardrops to put into my ear every day for a week or something i don't remember um but yeah that was that's kind of the experience um we drove back and by then the guys had seen a few animals and um and we're sick and, of it and ready to leave <laughs> something like that because yeah. because they they the bugs supposedly were killing them and i mean yeah. christian and i came out and i was thinking sick we're gonna catch up with them but like they are they're coming out and they were done not like yeah. oh, come on but i, I mean they it. were already out there yeah so it kind of sucked in that regard but it made for a very interesting experience um i don't know like for sure is something kind of funny to say happened in Costa for sure, Rica. yeah it's a life experience you're never gonna forget it yeah yeah and i guess you could say i like the cherry on top for everything it was nice i don't even know if they mentioned this but on our way out uh of the park i mean it's not like there's a specific like a gate or anything i should or, make yeah. that clear you're just kind of in that forest and eventually that you're more like less forest yeah, yeah yeah and just going over these dirt roads and then bumpier thing anyhow a, a tapir across the street which is really cool I, I don't believe they mentioned that either, actually. Okay, okay. good That's thing we had cool. this conversation. Yeah, Come yeah. On, See, we're boys. picking up more animals. We're picking up more animals. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So they might have. Uh, honestly, I, I can't remember at this point. It, 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 like that was a couple of days ago when we recorded, but I I feel like they didn't mention it. So we're gonna we're gonna say they did. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it just like we didn't get very far, and suddenly we just see this tapir waddling across the road, pretty slow. And I remember, I think it was at one point, Mike's like, somebody film it. Like, we're all just <laughs> what are you guys doing? <laughs> looking at this thing. It's like, what is this thing? And like, we knew what it was, but you know, it, it's so slow that that almost kind of puzzles you. It's just casually just crossing. And I think Mike was the only one who was able to whip out his phone in time and like kind of film his butt, like going into the forest from the other side of this, the road. I'll like probably use the footage. Them. Yeah. Just to show and just to say it was a tapir. I have, I know people say taper, but I'm maybe it's I'm not French sure. side. They always tapir, but anyway, taper, I don't know. But, um, yeah, that was, that was really cool, cool to see that. I, but I, I want to ask you any like highlight species on that side, but I don't know if you even got a chance to to see. I know oh, you didn't see the Bushmaster, but there was? Okay. 100% because we, we did have our first night in the South Pacific, right. and right. it was the um, was it the Ufaga granulifera. I think that's this. That was an incredible animal to see. We only saw one. And what's interesting is a lot of those 
um, Ufaga and, and the Pumilio, uh, Ufaga Pumilio, when you'd see them at night, first of all, we'd actually see more of them at night than during the day, which I found unusual. I'm sure they were originally resting and then we just disturbed them and they'd hop around. But so many of them were sleeping in the most strange places. They must have a heightened level of confidence that things know that they're they're poisonous. But a lot of them we'd see, like the, the Ophaga um, granulifera, was, uh, we did see one that was literally just on a leaf, like a broad leaf that wasn't even concealed, just sleeping like that on the leaf. I was looking with my headlamp or, or Christian pointed it out and I filmed it in that sleeping position too. So we will see that in my next video, but um, awesome. yeah, it's interesting to see that. That was an amazing animal. We saw a uh, uh, Musalana, if you're familiar with those. Um, I think that's how you pronounce it. Musalana. It's like a, it's a type of large snake that eats other snakes. Sorry, that's about very cool. Upstairs. No, it's good. I'm actually uh, I'm gonna turn off my camera for like two seconds. I, like, yeah, yeah. keep going, keep going. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a very cool animal to see. Uh, the other animals for sure were the um, there was a bromeliad boa, which is an amazing animal to come across, and it was even eating one of the gonatodes. Is uh, kind of sad. No way. Yeah. <laughs> it was cool to observe for sure. Uh, but yeah, circle of life, circle of life. Yeah, yeah. And then also uh, the eyelash viper, which we were told was uh, rescued from a local property. And the gentleman who owns the property with the eco lodge we were staying on, or the reserve, or I don't know how to call it, he pays farmers not to kill the snakes, like just a little bit, right? And call him, and he comes and collects them and relocates them on his property. So at the time, he had a an eyelash viper. Which ironically was the only one we saw on the whole trip. People go to resorts and other places and I they see them, see them on the grounds. But we're looking for them all over the country and we didn't see a wild one. That's crazy. Uh, I mean, you know, technically it's wild, but like would have been nice to stumble across one. But uh, yeah, so we did get to see one. It's a stunning animal. I know it's in Adam's video and already. And uh, for me, it'll be in the next installment too. So that is I think awesome. those were really cool. Um, we saw... There's a flock of, uh, are they the red macaws or red and blue macaws? I don't know what the actual, that live in the area. And so they would circle the grounds every morning. And Nadim had this goal of trying to get the drone up to record them. But as soon as his drone was up there, they were gone until he landed. And then they were back. A lot of the other parrot uh, species, there's a few in the area that I was able to, I think, ID. I don't remember now, but. He, I think, recorded some other birds from a distance safely, right? Like, it's just his drones up there and he just turns and faces the direction they're flying because it's a huge area, very sure. open over the over the forest. Uh, but the macaws would just wouldn't have it. And they're so loud, too. It's just funny because, like, they're out and making all this noise and we'd hear it and we're like, oh, oh like, get the drone ready and whoosh, throw it up and they're gone. Yeah. Um, and then what That's else? That's hilarious. I'm just trying to think if there's any. Oh, the... Um, were they, uh, what monkeys did we see? Were was that cat? when you and Mike went out on your own? No, 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 no. We saw monkeys in the South Pacific. They would come in um, because he would put little like bananas and things out on the trees. So that, like they'd visit him sometimes, the owner. Was That's it awesome. uh, capuchins? I'm trying to think. 
I don't know Capuchins are from that area. Yeah, I'm I not sure, but was, I think so. I'm yeah. pretty sure they were Capuchin, Capuchin monkeys, is what we were seeing. It's not the, yeah, it's not the like white faced ones that you see more of, or or um, spider or howler. I mean, monkeys. They were, they were the Capuchins. I think and slightly what, smaller than the rest. I guess. Yeah, they were quite small, brown. I just don't want to mis ID them, but yeah, I think that's what we saw. I haven't given them much thought since then. I just remember how cool it was. So, uh, but sure. yeah, so South Pacific was a very rewarding place to visit. Um, I mean, despite that experience, and I mean, uh, I would have wished them to see. I would have hoped they saw a black-headed bushmaster. I'm mean, sure there'd be some FOMO there, but it, it kind of seemed like, besides seeing, I think the the Smoky Mountain frogs and and getting a few dozen mosquito bites, I might not have missed out on <laughs> much of that. Doesn't seem like you did, no. Yeah, I mean, it would have been very cool, but we still, I still got to partake in um, the one hike um, in the South Pacific on the first night, so it was great. Yeah. No, for sure, I, and I believe on the on the Bushmaster, I, I could be wrong about this too, but um, Chris and I'm probably gonna butcher his last name, Chris uh, Gillette or Gillette. Um, uh, Gator Boy Chris on Instagram. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah. goes down down there very frequently, and if I'm not mistaken, he's only ever seen like three, four out of like ten or fifteen years of going down there or something. Of the so black-headed ones, of, or or, or or just a bushmaster. I don't even know if yeah, it's a blackhead at that point. Yeah, yeah, there's, <laughs> yeah. There's, a, there's at least the two kinds, I think. Okay, yeah. So yeah, yeah they're they are super super elusive or like super rare to see, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well their range is so small and, and there's like a conservation project for the black headed bushmaster because it's like very endangered if I'm not mistaken. Or maybe they don't even know but they're concerned that it's like not known because there's so few of them. So they want to invest in that research. But I can't I don't want to make things up, but Christian emphasized that they're like very very rare so very rare. yeah the guys mentioned that the uh, like halfway one of the guys told them like it would be almost super impossible yeah. to find and they, yeah. that's when they decided to turn around yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah oh, i think awesome. they even have permission to tag them when they find them so that they're oh, wow. easier to find for research so yeah it's, it's very interesting that's yeah. awesome and now so are we going to be seeing all of those species you mentioned and are we going to be getting another glimpse of the bug in the ear in video four video five sir video five sorry yes yes no no that's okay yeah <laughs> video yeah, four just yeah. came out if you haven't seen it go watch that one <laughs> thanks man thanks. Yeah. yeah yeah i mean i documented everything that i mentioned uh i think i have even footage of the musalana so yeah like there'll be a lot of species i know the cloud forest kind of lacked it because there was less fauna to observe and a lot more plant life um, so it was kind of an interesting experience to like keep that video engaging because a lot of people are there to see the animals. Yeah, uh, but yeah, like the South Pacific was quite rich in biodiversity too and a lot of animals. So I think it'll be a good grand finale for those who have been watching or enjoy oh, the series. Yeah. Awesome. So that's so video five is going to be the final video then. That's going to be the final video for the Costa Rica expedition. Yeah. Well, I am looking forward to it. I know a lot of people are as well. So um, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. So and uh, so then there is Mike and Nadim and I in the jungle with someone, no English speakers at all. So, <laughs> you know, and uh, yeah, so Dion went and we're looking around uh, for black headed Bushmasters. And Nadim says to one of the guys in Spanish, like, what's the chances we're going to find one? Like, oh, it's like winning the lottery. And then immediately I'm like, okay, let's keep going the other direction. Here, we saw we saw some cool stuff. Could be wrong. 
but that was also the last night we just did seven nights in a row our buddy is in the hospital with something in his ear like yeah, you're like yeah. that's it yeah um, i'm, I'm yeah, burned I, out of this I, I i don't think mike felt that way at all i was just like all right man cool, cool. i i like yeah I'm like <laughs> like adam said adam adam exaggerated or he like he shortened the time like from the time that happened to the time that they told us this was like winning the lottery was without exaggerating, probably two hours hiking yeah, up a wild. stream yeah. and, yeah. and mm-hmm. my feet, like I have a picture and I was the worst of everyone, but my feet looked like elephant's feet. Like they were massive and they hurt with every step. But I was like, you know what, what if we find a Bushmaster? And then Nadim says this and, <laughs> and I wasn't quite as like not dramatic, but I wasn't quite as expressive as Adam was. Adam shut off. He was like, "Nope, we're going back." Yeah. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, "Okay." Yeah. Like I, I wasn't gonna argue with it. I'm like, "No, let's continue traveling with these two dudes that we've never met before that both have machetes in the middle of the coast." <laughs> like, yeah, let's totally. Yeah, the way that do I that. thought about it was like because Najee or um, Dion. Dion messaged uh, one. I think it was I got the message that okay, we're at a hospital. It's at whatever, and then they're on their way back. Yeah. And then it, we kind of like met, so we went the other direction. And uh, I found out very quickly that the water was a lot deeper than my boots were, so it was a really fun walk back. And uh, so we get back and like we kind of meet up. And then I don't know if it was presented, but I assumed it would be presented. Like if you want to go and do more, then you can do more. If you don't, then let's go back. And I knew Nadim was going to be like, let's go back. And I was yeah. cool with going back too. So I don't know how it all occurred that all of us went. But uh, yeah, that was like our last perfect. Uh, but honestly, besides the Bushmaster, I saw everything I wanted to see. Like, yeah. I was happy, you know? Yeah. But it would have been cool to see a big Bushmaster too. That would have been dope. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for it sure. Was, it was awesome. It was tough. Yeah. Like, we saw some really cool stuff along that. Like the basilisks, we saw a different species. Um, that big we, uh, frog what was that the mountain? Oh, the Smoky Mountain Smoky toad mountain or frog. Smoky yeah, Mountain yeah. frog. Yeah, like yeah. like think of a bullfrog, a massive like you know the small kind of dinner plate size that, but in like mm. a giant frog form, and they're That's really great. really cool. Um, yeah, we saw that. We saw a bunch of cool stuff, but but again, and it wasn't. Is... Go ahead. And this, sorry, this is where you saw the uh, Chryso the Sylvia's tree frog, or was that also in the Caribbean? That was, that was Caribbean. Yeah. That was the second day when uh, when uh, Mike almost had a coronary in the jungle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Mike, Mike oh, yes. Okay. Fall down a hill and call it a day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was uh. Yeah. That was a rough one too. But like it was. I think it was good that we did that the second night because everything after that was kind of like cake. Easy. I actually, honestly, that last hike was the one that I didn't like the most because it was like rocks and I was like slipping everywhere and especially once I was like, okay, I'm done. I just want to be out of this jungle. It just and my boots were full of water. It was miserable on the way back. It was just and, it and was, I can like go ahead. And I, I was just saying, Mike had like elephant feet, and yeah, it was just. Yeah. And I think there's there's so much herping that you can do. Well, for me anyway, obviously those guys, that's all they do. But I yeah. was just kind of like, okay, like I saw it. Like I get yeah. it. You know, oh, like yeah. I get it. I got the videos. I have the experience. Let's go get some soda and go to sleep. You know. Yeah. yeah. Would you go yeah, back? It was like a, It was like an hour and a half. Sorry, I don't mean to ignore the no, question no, no, no. but no, no. uh it was like an hour and a half trek in to up this river and, and like you said we got these what 20 dollar rubber boots so there was no insulation your feet were the rock and yeah and yeah it, after an hour and a half clunking up into every step on like the sand it was like oh 
and you step on a rock Ooh. again. It's ow. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah, like I said, hour and a half up, and we made it back to the road in what 15 minutes, half an hour. We flew. <laughs> I was like, let's go, let's go, let's go. Yeah. Adam's like, okay, we're yeah. going. And then it was it was that decision. We turned back. There was no more looking for reptiles. It was just straight back down the river into where we came from. Yeah, that's the thing too, is like for people who are listening who've never done this, like when we say a four hour hike, it's a four hour look for reptiles, take pictures, like day video. Yeah. The actual hike would be, I don't know, like an hour and a half or something, like maybe like, I don't know, not very long in comparison because we're stopping every once in a while. And, you know, like there's three of us with one camera guy and that so took a while to do. Right. Everyone's you know, like, got to do the video. And... Right. And then everyone has to do the B-roll. And like, so, yeah, it's a uh, it's a lot of like not standing around, but a lot of not moving very quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I agree with Adam when he said that 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 river hike was the worst one, even even the one that I died on. I would probably do again it at that point in the trip, like with my feet that bad and that kind of stuff, I would rather do the the mountain hike again than that river hike. Like that was okay. treacherous for myself at least. Yeah. yeah and it was also like, I wasn't so worried about Diane. Cause like, he's got a bug in his head, like whatever. Right. Like you're going to, it sucks in that moment, but it's like, it's, he's yeah. not going to die. It's not going to, you know, sure. like whatever. Yeah. But at the same time, it was kind of like, eh, like we're like one people short of a people pile or whatever, you know, like, so, <laughs> It just seemed like, uh, I don't know. Let's go back and make sure like Dion's cool. And then, you know, make sure the fourth people is okay. Well, imagine yeah, if we, know. imagine if we saw a Bushmaster and Dion is stuck in some clinic in a tiny little town. Yeah, and like, ah, oh, dude, who... we actually found one. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. I wonder what that clinic was like. Cause we had to go to a clinic. I think the day before or that earlier that day, yep. cause we had to get COVID tests to come and, uh, and we all thought like, it was so funny too. Cause like the, the uh, nurse or doctor, she was like super cool, spoke perfect English. And she's like, Oh, so like how famous are you guys? And then she's like, Oh, I had uh, what, Julia, Julia Roberts. Roberts. Yeah. Yeah. In last week. And uh, Jack Dorsey was here and like all, and like, Oh, we're nobody. Don't worry about <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Never mind. Not famous anymore. Yeah. <laughs> not celebrities. No. <laughs> Oh, that's so it was pretty cool, man. There was a lot of like really cool, like little experiences like that. And like the herping was awesome. That's what we went to do. But at the same time, like a lot of the stuff that I really remember was like going to eat uh, after the getting our COVID test. And like, there's like a little puppy on the ground and we're all like taking pictures of this puppy. Like we're all taking pictures with, you know, venomous snakes earlier that day. And then they're like, oh, it's a little puppy. Let's take pictures. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It was uh a lot of really cool just stuff like that and it was fun too because like i genuinely like mike and adim and dion so right. it was fun to go with people that and the d or sorry dion and i never met until august till that snake discovery thing and i right, never and nadine yeah. too that's where i met him too right so it wasn't like i knew these people and i know that mike and uh diana knew each other before so it worked out really good like there was no bickering or fighting like it was honestly yeah. like a really cool trip the way that it looked on camera like we all got along, we actually did, which is you. I would imagine probably doesn't happen that often with a bunch of big personalities like that, you know. No, that's true. But I mean, I guess when you put like three, four animal lovers in a place like Costa Rica, everyone's focus is the animals and not, you know, bickering right mm-hmm. there. But but no, yeah, it's it. Uh, that's I didn't know that you guys were actually like weren't that as close as you guys are now before the trip. So that's that's super interesting to know as well. No, like I met Adam at the. 2019 CBA CRBE. That's actually and it was just like, a, hey, I just started a YouTube channel. I'm like, hey, what's up? <laughs> just kind of yeah, that was away. like because like... I was I've been watching Mike's channel 
since 2015 probably or something like that. So to me, it was like I was walking up to Mike like he's a celebrity and I'm a fan. And then now a few years go by and it's like we're doing the same thing. Well, I wouldn't even like like who cares about the numbers. It's just like, okay, like I get it. Like I yeah. am doing this thing too. So I don't know. It was and like Dion too because I found Dion's channel like before I started a channel. So I don't know. Yeah. It was very uh, an overwhelming thing at first. And then like it, it's a very quick like, oh, everyone's just a regular person. It's just a lot of people know who you are. So yeah, it was really cool. It was a very awesome experience. And Chris Jen and Norberto, even though Norberto didn't speak English, the coolest guys ever. Like Norberto, I'm pretty sure you can actually hear him snoring from Costa Rica if you listen really closely. <laughs> but uh, he's wild, dude. Like he sounds like an animal, but uh, like those were the coolest guys ever. Like so I could now- not have asked for a better like bunch of dudes to go with no yeah. for sure and, and now i also know why you guys didn't do any sleeping in costa rica and now it all makes sense <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no that's and that's very and william yeah yeah that's yeah. right yeah that's right <laughs> it, was, it was a good time and and just to back up what adam said like christian is like he's a homie like he is yeah, he's a yeah. really cool guy and and very knowledgeable very he's very personable. Like he, he's not that businessman, at least for us. Like I know he, we kind of discussed with him and, and more private conversation of just like how the different tours go. And he basically just kind of caters off whoever he's talking to, uh, whether it's more business-like he's more business-like, but if it's more kind of our group where it's just a bunch of dudes stuffed in a car, then mm-hmm. he just plays along and goes with the flow and shows his homies, more like personal side. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's a, he's a friend. Like I would he's consider like, him a friend, not a tour yeah. guide. No, that's right. awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't want to be, I don't want to take up too much of you guys' time. Uh, I like, I, I, I feel like I'm pretty happy with what we covered on the Costa Rica side, but if you guys are okay with hanging out for a couple more minutes, I'd love to maybe touch on a little bit of the frog side. We are all uh, Dion included, sadly I have to leave us, but uh, we're all dark frog keepers here. So I feel like, you know, there's kind of, I need to know a little more about how how <laughs> seeing the dark frogs out there was. Um, so yeah, if you guys if you guys have so, some more time to stick around, uh, I'll maybe start firing a couple of dark frog questions at you. I'm, yeah, I'm just go for it. Yeah. Sweet, okay. So um, first of all, the, the most mind-blowing thing that I saw was, uh, well, I'm sure, which you guys saw that I saw through you, um, was them actually outside, like it almost seemed um, like they were sitting in, like like they were basking, like they were outside on grass lawns, not under leaf litter, not in trees, not in, like you guys were finding them right outside your camp on like, uh, on grass or, or something like that. So first of all, was that always the most, like was that a common case or was that, was that a one-off? And then... Secondly, maybe Mike will take the second half of the question. You did you do a re- UV reading and and what do you think of, of that of that uh, of all that? Adam, answer the first part. I'll look for the exact UV reading. Um, well, so like my eyes don't work. I didn't see anything. Like if I looked at myself, like the video would have been three seconds. So uh, everyone else was seeing them, and Nadim actually was the one who saw the uh, Dendrobates erratus and. That was cool to me because I let, I keep them. I think those are like one of the most beautiful ones. Like mm-hmm. they're really common and cheap or whatever, but I don't care, whatever. Um, so it was just like hopping across the lawn, like right in front of us. And it was very interesting and very unique. And it wasn't like, and we were even finding them at night too. Like on our, uh, our hikes, we were finding them as well. So I don't know, it was very interesting to see. And like, I'm newer to dark frogs than the rest of you. 
Um, but it's not really where I would have expected to see them, to be honest. Uh, but and just to hear them too, like to hear the Pamelias was wicked. Like the reason that they have Pamelias is like to listen to them. Like, like that's it, you know? So, yeah. Right. So I, I thought it was very interesting. And yeah, I forget what the UV reading was. I'm sure Mike will find it, but it kind of shocked most of us. And the thing is too, like I should say, like if you're watching this and you watch the videos and you're like, Oh, well, what I'm going to do then is I'm going to jack up my heat to 32 degrees. So like, don't do that just because Obviously. we found them. Like, cause that's the thing is they're going in a lawn and, but there's leaf litter and like a forest right next door. So they might've been traversing. So I guess the takeaway for me is sure. Add more leaf litter. Cause that's what we saw a lot of, but don't jack up the UV and jack up the heat because we saw one, one day for 10 minutes in this one location yeah and, and we're never really going to be able to give them big enough enclosures to where they can have that ability to go back right. and then go back and hide so i absolutely agree but so you just mentioned so it was just that one off that they saw but it wasn't like you were finding them all over there the majority of them were still in like the canopy and, and i think so right right yeah. mike like I, yeah, yeah I, there wasn't really a ton like there was a few but that's the thing too is like we were really close to like there was a stream down like if you went into the forest there so there's their natural habitat and then someone's lawn right beside it. So mm -hmm. it'd be like finding garter snake in your garage and be like, like oh, right. garter snakes, their natural habitat is garages. It's like, <laughs> no, there's woods over there. You know? Yeah, th that, yeah, that definitely makes sense. Yeah. I, I think to kind of back up on that and it'll lead into the UVI thing. Um, yeah. I think just like Adam said, like don't take a snapshot in time as fact. Like this was mm. one moment that we happened to see one hopping across an open lawn. Yes, the UVI was 6.5. So wow. this is not a little like this is burn you in a like 10 15 minutes type deal. Yeah. Um yeah. not something that I would recommend, but some way you can kind of mimic that in a dart frog tank is just set it on a timer. Set it for half an hour or a couple hours a day uh, a, a very low wattage UVB and that will give them the opportunity um to to use that UV and and to actually synthesize some of that D3. Uh, and like Adam said, the temperatures obviously don't jack them up to 35 degrees during the day. This is not natural. And, and I did actually show it and I will include it whenever part two comes out. Um, I show myself holding the thermometer up standing knee, So probably five feet off the ground, something like that. And then going down and I dug a little divot in the leaf litter and stuck it at basically what would be ground level. And it drops to like 78 or, or 80, like it drops significantly. So I guess whether that'd be like, it goes from 35 to 22, 21 in, you know, three linear feet and just vertical height. So it I'm is sure a very big difference. I'm sure Pardon if you went me? underground, uh, sorry, I'm saying, uh, sorry to drop, but I'm saying if I'm sure if you went even further underground or even further under the leaf litter, there's even more of a drop. Oh, for uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, that's yeah. that's very interesting. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and and I will add that, like, I I have been to Korea, Costa Rica once before, and I did see Pumilio like bounding across an open lawn. So I I wouldn't say that it's an uncommon occurrence, but um, I also like we've iterated a couple times. I would not take it as okay. Well, I should be baking my dart frogs throughout the day because that's what they see in the wild. <laughs> it's, no, for it's sure. Take away from this. It's just, I think it's, and, and when I start building my large dart frog enclosures, like I will be including some aspect of UV. I'll probably put it on like a two, three hour timer 
and a low yeah. wattage or low percentage. Yeah. Like yeah, that's also one thing too to because like the, the dar frogs that we have here have never been to Costa Rica. Like exactly. they're captive, right? So captive bread, they're yeah. you know, like so even if it's the same exact species in locale, like it, mm-hmm. ones that have been bred for generations, I don't think it's like if you put them back where they're supposed to be, who knows if they'd even live, you know, because yeah. like yeah. they're so accustomed to the way that we keep them here. So yeah, because I got a lot of comments like that on the video, like, well, are you going to change? Well, I'll change how much leaf litter I put in because that it was like ankle deep a lot of the time. But yeah, okay. besides that, yeah, I'm not going to jack up the temperature. Like, like Mike said, like baked frogs smell terrible in your basement. So I'm probably not going to do that. No, you're absolutely right. And then there was also that uh, at one time I was listening to an amphibia cast episode. I can't remember which one now, but he was saying that they were finding Ufaga and breeding in Coke cans. And so similar to your, uh, garden snake in the garage idea just because they were in the coke cans doesn't mean that that that's their natural habit so i i agree i wasn't there but i'll also say a uh, little disclaimer here don't go and don't go and bake your frogs cooked frogs aren't aren't good i i absolutely agree with you guys uh and then my other question on it was uh actually something t- touching on what mike said earlier you guys were also seeing them in the dark so our our belief of like i commonly hear they're diurnal species don't feed them at night they only eat in the morning you can't feed them at light what do you guys think of that? I'll, I'll let Adam go first. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, sorry. I, I um, yeah. Yeah, well, like for me, like and that's the thing too, is like Mike and I might have a different answer because Mike's been keeping dark frogs forever and I've been keeping them for five minutes. So, I mean, <laughs> to me, I'm very aware that, and I say this when I do care guides, like a care guide is a guide. It doesn't mean that if you feed them after 8.05 p.m. on the summer solstice, like this, it's just ridiculous. And the way that these are written are like the most, you know, perfect away. But like if you're if it says that you should keep a dart frog at, I don't know, 78 degrees and you keep it at 79, they don't combust. Like that's not how it works. Right. So there is going to be some sort of, yeah, like just, you know, like some variability. So to see them at night was interesting because you got to figure like most animals that are diurnal are they might move at night. Like it's just like as humans, most of us like try to sleep during the night, but how many times do you get up and go eat a bowl of cereal or like whatever, right? Or like a couple of pickles or yeah. Or like, I don't know, (laughs) a couple, like a whole jar. I mean, (laughs) Or or even night shift too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So like, just because, you know, most of the species has been observed and like, especially with certain species, if you're, is observing them how long are you observing them for like is it you're there for an entire year every single time like you never miss an instance of so i don't know my thing and i preach this is like just because it's a care guide doesn't mean that it's you must do this so i think that we really saw that in action and it was very cool to see these dart frogs out at night so now i feed my dart frogs only at night and uh, <laughs> degrees right now in here so it's really hot but yeah. <laughs> and you only feed them bullet ants yeah, I only keep, yeah. So I get the, like I have a, a poacher friend in Costa uh, Rica, and he sends me native. So my dart frogs actually will kill you if you touch them. So I just like, yeah, I'm really cool, guys. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, and then one last final question on them: Did you guys actually see them eating anything? Did you witness them, or was it just them, them hopping around most of the time? You were like, it, it wasn't that easy. I assume the things they're eating are too small anyway, right? I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't think I saw. I didn't see them eat anything. Nope. No. Nor did I. Both. Both times I've been there, I haven't seen any of them eating. A lot of time they're just like sitting in the cup of a bromeliad or whatever. They're not. 
actively foraging or anything. So that's very cool. Okay. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. And so, so just to run through them again, the, the, the main species, you, like the, the most common ones you saw with Fagapumuyo, um, you saw the Dendrobates erratus, you saw the Phylobates lucubris, and then you also saw the Ufaga, um, the one that Michael mentioned or Mike mentioned earlier. Yeah, granulated dark rug or whatever. Granulated Ufaga or whatever, yeah. Was there yeah. any other species that we missed? Or is that, that pretty much it? There's the, the Lugabris, the... I think there is one that we're missing. I can't remember. Uh, let me yeah, check. Yeah, the only frog that... It's not a dark frog, but we did see some glass frogs which was really cool too i don't think we talked about it at all but, yeah we, uh, yeah, uh, and i don't really know a ton about glass frogs but like i know what a granulated granulated glass frog was to, to to see that was really cool and then the what was the other one valeri right i think right yeah. mike yeah, yeah so like i i'm not a frog expert by any means but like just that oh i saw this in a goldberg video whatever right and then you like you're standing there and it's like oh they're in a plexus right now like right above your head that's so. crazy yeah, it was a really cool thing. And like in the video, like you like, there's a leaf and you turn the leaf and it's like, oh, like it's nice. right there. Yeah. So it was really interesting. Vitatus. You guys did see the Vitatus? Yeah. Oh man, that's the first species I ever started keeping. It would be a dream to see in the wild. That is very, very cool. I don't think yeah. I saw that in any of the videos actually. Mm, I think we saw it later on. So you might see okay. it later. I'm not Hopefully. Sure. How much Hopefully uh, that's, footage we actually got of it. That's very cool. I will tell you guys, I have over like 150 vitatus. <laughs> so once those oh, things goodness. start, they don't stop. Wow. <laughs> yeah, they 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 breed like crazy. Um, awesome. Um, uh, I I guess we'll wrap it up here then. Any final thoughts or anything you'd like to put out about Costa Rica that maybe we haven't mentioned yet? Uh, maybe Adam go first and then uh, Mike. Sure. Uh, like in general, to wrap it up, like it, the, what you see in the video is exactly the way that it was in terms of like, we didn't really punch it up. Um, the entire thing was kind of what you saw. And in terms of like the country of Costa Rica and especially CR Wild, I don't have a bad thing to say. I think the country is amazing. Uh, the weather was perfect. The people are nice. It seems very laid back. Like, I don't know, like I've kind of thought like, hey, what if I just buy a place in Costa Rica and, you know what I mean, just kind of like stay there. So, and then in terms of CR Wild, like the opportunity, like I don't know how much detail we can go into of like what our deal was with them, but um, it was pretty great. And uh, just the way that the tour was structured and very open and kind of do whatever you want, see whatever you want, nothing is rushed. It didn't feel like prison where he's like kicking my bed at 6 a.m like get up you know like it's rec time now like it wasn't like that so i don't know that besides all the driving if i ever did it again i'd probably either do cloud forest and this side or cloud forest and this side i probably wouldn't do the whole country again mm -hmm. but i don't really have anything bad to say it was an amazing experience and uh what you see in the video in terms of like my wonderment is totally real like i, I didn't punch it up for the camera that's the way it was yeah and you can really tell uh, i Honestly, uh, Mike, anything to add? Um, no, not not, not really. I'm uh, Adam. Pretty much covered it there. Like yeah. like he said, Christian's a great guy. Sierra Wild was fantastic to work with. Um, I I would highly highly recommend doing it. Uh, it's oh, it's not it. as expensive <laughs> as you might think. Mm -hmm. Uh, even like the the 
price that you see on his website and stuff like for what you're paying for it, it's an experience it's that it. you'll never forget like uh, here we are what eight months later and it still like brings you back you're like oh man <laughs> this is yeah. great yeah so. oh adam i think you were um, coming out again <laughs> yeah yeah but uh Oh, you're back. Well, yeah, he's slow, slowly back. morphing back. Yeah, his audio's back. Am oh. I a froglet yet? Have I morphed back? Yes, oh, yes, yeah, you yeah, morphed yeah, back. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you're out of water. Yeah. yeah. My uh, my one thing that I would say is if you're thinking about going without a guide, don't. You're don't. you're literally you're wasting your money. Like you won't find anything. Uh, like Mike and Diane like know a lot about the species that were there. Like I'm like googling stuff and they just know stuff. And even. Mike and Diane didn't really see that many things in comparison to the guides. Like you don't know what you're looking for. You will pass everything you want to see and never see a thing. So if you are thinking about going, Oh, I'll find stuff. You won't like yeah. get in contact with Christian and Sierra wild. You need them. Like those guys will completely change the way that you see that country. Yeah. Yeah. And I speak as the opposite side of that. I did go with no guides and comparatively, not even close. Like we were in one place for five days and saw half the amount of species <laughs> and, and half the species that we did see is because the owner felt bad for us and was like, okay, I'll take you guys out to where we can find them. And we found them. Of course. And you found them. That's yeah. yeah. That's, that's amazing. I, yeah. Well, like I said, like I was, <laughs> I was mind blown after seeing, after seeing the videos and now I'm even more mind blown after like having a chance to sit down and chat with you guys. I definitely, um, I definitely love to go down there. I think it's every herpers or herb keeper and herpers dream to go down there and, and give it a try one day. So, uh, hopefully once I get a chance, um, I, I would, I would definitely love to. Okay. Awesome. Um, uh, so, uh, I guess Diane's not here for the wrap up, but maybe, um, Adam, if you can tell everybody where they can find you. Sure. So, uh, Wiccans, Wicked Reptiles on everything. Um, uh, I post like three TikToks a year, so you can follow me on there. Those are really good. It's mostly just me eating pickles. Uh, and then uh, on uh, on YouTube, Wiccans Wicked Reptiles and uh, Instagram as well. Yeah, and I'll I definitely have all those links. And the links for all three channels and the videos from like all three of you guys will all be in the descriptions as well. And then Mike, if you could also let everybody know where they can find you. Yeah, I'm, I'm Mike Titula on YouTube and Alpha.Reptile on Instagram. And those are the only real rev relevant platforms. Uh, you can also follow our business, thejunglevault.ca. That's uh, the web address and the Jungle Vault on Instagram. And yeah, that's that's uh, everything, <laughs> all the socials. Awesome. And then I'll do it for Diane. So Diane is Reptiliatus on everything, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yep. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I think Dion is Reptiliatus on everything. Uh, guys, give these three guys a follow Check out their channel. I know I'm probably saying this for no reason. You guys are all probably already following them and already watching their videos. But just in case you're not, give them a follow. Watch their videos. Go watch the Costa Rica videos because, honestly, this conversation was great. But really, it doesn't do it justice like watching those videos and seeing the animals and seeing even the – don't even just look at the animals. Look around the animals. Look at the trees. Look at the, the jungle around them. It's incredible, incredible. Um, so, yeah, once again, thank you guys so much for coming on and doing this and, and get sharing your experience with – with what person with me and with whoever might listen um all right i am daffy's reptiles on all platforms as well and then daffy's roundtable for the podcast subscribe on whatever channel you're or whatever streaming podcast you're 
bust that. Subscribe on whatever streaming platform you're listening to this on or on YouTube. Uh, thank you all for listening, and we will see you on the next one.